Hello, here we are again to review the state program within the Child Support Title IV-D agency. As you know, we're reviewing individual states. We've covered Texas and California, and now we're looking at Florida. Let's get started. Hello, my name is Chris, and on this channel, we review the Child Support Title IV-D agency and how it comes into conflict with your constitutional rights. In this video, we'll review the state of Florida. As you know by now, we rely on our non-lawyer maxim, which basically states that on the, the First Amendment, we can present information regarding the laws of the United States and individual states. So on the screen, we have the preliminary data for the year 2018 for the Title IV-D program. We have a circle around what is called the total collections that is under uh, the program. It says here that they collected $28.5 billion. The same year in 2018, which is the most current report, the, C the CSE program paid out $27.4 billion. If you do a quick math, that's 28.5 minus 27.4, there's a billion dollars unaccounted for. Under the income withholding program for the Title IV-D, it states that's called administrative wage garnishment. That is 45 CFR 32. And this report, by the way, was prepared for Congress and its committees. As you know, all the programs must report their results to Congress. So in 2014, California, uh, Florida had $1.45 billion collected for child support. And each year, uh, up to 2016 and 2017, they collected about the same amount, which is $1.47 billion. In 2018, it went up a little bit to $1.49 billion for here, the state of Florida. Well, as you can see, it's a steady rise. So nothing out of the ordinary, uh, just slight increases from year to year. We did two videos on the review of the Title IV-D program for the state of Texas. We're asking uh, for you to review that. Whether you live in Texas or not, it's important to, to understand how the different states are administering the program. This is a chart from that's presented to the Title IV-D agency. So instead of us doing our own graphics and text, we decided to just put the charts on the screen. So in Florida, the Title IV-D program is managed by the Department of Revenue. And that falls under the 12th Judicial Circuit. That includes Sarasota, Manatee, and DeSoto County. It is being presided over by the Child Support Hearing Officer. And that falls under the roles and responsibility under, 12, under family law 12 dot four nine one and they conduct hearing take hearings and they take evidence and make recommendations for child support then that information is turned over to a circuit court judge for review 
and to be signed and turned into a court order. So here's the first question that should be, you know, at least discussed. So the child support hearing officer is not a judge, or if it was a judge, it would clearly state that in the statute. And second, they make recommendations to a circuit court judge and the review for the hearing officer. So does that mean that the judge does not scrutinize or take apart or dissect the information by, by the hearing officer? Well, that's a question. Or do they just rubber stamp uh, those determinations? So what is the role of Department of Revenue and why are they involved in your case? As it says here on the screen, the Department of Revenue are called DOR. They're the state agency in Florida responsible for collecting and enforcing child support. What do, you, what do they mean by enforcing? They're not a judicial branch and they're not fall under uh, police officers or legal counsel. Enforcing, so that's a question. Uh, the DOR is also involved where if it's Sarasota County and DeSoto County, the Office of the Attorney General act as legal counsel for the DOR. Oh, so that what means is that their enforcement actually comes from attorneys who are moonlighting uh, in the Office of Attorney General because they cannot act as the Attorney General within the statute. They have to act within what is called a contract. In Manatee County, the clerk supplies the attorneys for the DOR. So those are outside counsel, probably contractors uh, on a per diem basis. So my opinion, number one, so the Department of Health is responsible for the Title IV-D program, and then they hire attorneys both within the government and outside the government to help administer the program. So this is our section called Call to Action. We actually review this at the end of the video, but here's some of the questions we're gonna be raising. Who is responsible for the program? As we've seen, the Department of Revenue manages the Title IV-D program for enforcement, as well as Congress says it's the Department of Health and Services. Now both departments, DOR department, both reports to the governor of the state. So when the DOR, Department of Revenue, reports into the Department of Health and Services, then who's the boss? Who? That's a circular question. Who? They, there's two now two bosses, the governor and the secretary. That is why we like to refer the book called Art of War. If you do not know your enemies, nor yourself, you'll be imperiled in every single battle. Therefore, if you're going to battle the, the, the Title IV-D office, you need to know who you're targeting because clearly they're contracted attorneys. Now, whether you purchase a template from anyone, either download it off the internet or you buy a package from someone, that is irrelevant. Fine, go ahead and do that. But the question is you need to know and edit your paperwork to match if you're in Florida, who you are fighting or else your papers really just falls on deaf ears, as Sun Tzu says. You lose every battle. This is a case law called Monell versus New York 
city's Department of Social Services. This is what the Supreme Court Justice says. It is through lawsuits against state officers that state compliance with federal law is achieved. And they feel the ex parte young, uh, which is the life of the supremacy clause, which is prevents one agency from being dominant over the other, is that Title 42, 1983, is and can be construed as the remedy for suing uh, state individuals. We have a video called The Five Lawsuits, and here's number five, uh, which is the procedures for subcontractors, 45 CFR 303.100. If the attorneys and the attorney generals are now subcontractors, it means that they're subject to a Title 42 lawsuit if deprivation of rights. And the case law is Luger versus Edmondson Oil. So let's look now at the Florida program. The 2010 Census Bureau says in the state of Texas, there's 28.7 million, uh, the population. In the state of Florida, is 21.3 million. Now, why the state of Texas? We've done several videos on Texas. Since Texas is the flagship, basically the, you know, the one to look for when it comes to Title 40 program because of the amount of money they make, uh, we are comparing the population of Florida to Texas. For the arrears, uh, Texas has projected their arrears to be 16.9 billion. In Florida, it's approximately 6 billion. Now, as you know, imputed income on earnings is how they calculate um, the child support and the arrears. So basically, they made up the numbers. The hearing officer basically make up the numbers. We've said this throughout our video. We'll continue to say this. 45 CFR 264.30 says that the state agency must refer all appropriate individuals in the family of a child for whom paternity or support needs to be established. It is our opinion that every man in the states are enrolled in a Title IV-D program. It's just that some people have active cases and some do not. We have a video on this channel called Defend My Rights. Uh, you can review that in terms of defending your right against the agency. This brings us to the paternity acknowledgement of 2018. In Texas, there was 157,000 more than 157,000 paternity acknowledgement paternity establishment, which is usually done in the hospital, okay? And it's disguised in the paperwork of the birth certificate. In Florida, it's about 95,000. So here, this brings us to our call to action. What have we realized from Florida itself? Again, you can review our other video on Florida, but right now we're looking at the financials. The issue is there's a billion dollars out there and how it's being spent relates to how each state performed the program. So if you're going to defeat Florida, you first must know what are the duties of the secretary. Next, you need to know the cooperative agreement. What agreement do these attorneys are filing under the program? 
do the attorneys represent? The attorney general's office or are they outside counsel? Next, you want to review the Florida statutes. Uh, the Florida statute help you to understand how the Department of Revenue is functioning within the program. And as we said, it's a separate agency reporting into the Department of Health. So this are your remedy. Basically, how to get out of this, this what is called, I think it's an administrative and a constitutional mess. And why would you want to take part in this? If you disagree or agree with our opinions on the program, on our review of Florida, please send us an email. We also ask that you like and subscribe to our channel and please press the notification bell so we'll be notified of future videos. Next, we humbly ask for uh, $25 for, to cover our research. We take the time to review the case laws uh, and then we bring that to you so that you can have a, a remedy for your case. So this brings us to the end of the review of the financials for Florida. Is it fraudulent? Well, you be the judge. But one thing for sure, the way they've administered the program is different than, than any other state. Thank you.